everyone. We dedicate this class, our brothers and sisters, the Holy Land, especially those on the front line. Hashem should bless. There shouldn't be another single wounded soldier. May all the wounded recover fully, speedily, and may all the hostages return home safely. And we nishmas and Nachman and Moshe for peril So we're up to the Mishnah, fourth chapter in Baba Kama, 41a. On the top of the page. Okay, look at Mishnah. Church, another thought. Ox that gored a person. When the person dies, if he's already a habitual gore, it's the fourth time already that he killed someone. Mishalom Kaifa, the owner has to pay Kaifa. In addition to putting the animal to death, stoning the animal to death, the owner has to pay the atonement. The time, Patamakaf. But if it's the first three times, He's a not a habitual gore. You, you stone the animal to death, but you don't. The owner doesn't have to pay koyf. Both both. You put the animal to death. And how is it possible? How do you get to move it? You put the animal to death the first time you kill someone. How do you how do you end up a fourth time? How do you get a second time, a third time, a fourth time? You have to stone the animal. Mishnah continues. Doesn't matter who the animal kills. Not only the animal killed an adult, even the animal killed a minor. A boy, a girl, the owner still has to pay the coin. What if Nagach Evadama, what if he killed, the animal killed, Gordon killed a non Jewish, a Canaanite slave or maid? So nice and shleishim, sloyim. There, the title, there's a fixed sum. In addition to the animal being stoned to death because he caused the death of a person. In addition, there's a fixed sum that the the uh, the owner has to pay. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, Thirty slaw. Thirty slayer. It doesn't matter. He could be the most valuable slave in the world. He's worth a hundred, or he could be. He's only worth one dinner. This is a fixed sum that you pay, no matter what. Thirty slayer. You might ask right away. If you kill him the first time, the animal gores and kills someone. More than how do you get to a mood? How do you get to become an habitual killer of people, murderer? That we we evaluated and we saw that he chased after three people. He tried to kill them. Mm-hmm. Three people he tried to kill. It was a miracle that they got away the last minute. They jumped over the fence. But he, he was ready to kill them. So your mother says, Avashi, Omer, Avashi disagrees. That doesn't count. Well, circumstantial, I can tell you, I know, I can see that if it was up to the animal you would have killed. Just, no, no, no. That doesn't make an animal habitual gore. Habitual gore is if he actually kills three times. Avashi says, he gored three people and he brought them to the verge of death, caused them brain injuries, sent them to the hospital. And then what happened was they were all in the hospital, and then also so he didn't kill anyone yet. He didn't. You can't. He didn't die yet. No one died yet. And then all three, four people, and then or the fourth one, and then all three died. Okay, so now he's an habitual gore. He proved himself. You're right. Circumstantial doesn't count until he actually kills someone. But he laid them in the hospital, he put them in the hospital, and then all three of them 
died, expired, never left critical, critical, uh, critical condition and never left uh, ICU. And they died. So then he becomes established as a mood, as a habitual killer. He gives a different explanation. He killed three animals. So he's a killer. He doesn't differentiate a person, an animal. He killed three animals. So then the fourth one is a person. So therefore he's not killed. You don't get killed for killing an animal. But, but we, he's an habitual killer. He gores to kill. He doesn't play games. He's not playing around. <laughs> he gores to kill. So the fourth time... Not only do we put him to death, the owner has to pay koif. In fact, you compare the two. Killing an animal, killing a person is not the same. A person can defend himself, like we learned earlier. A person has a muzzle, a person... So the animal, even if he's a habitual killer of animals, doesn't make him an habitual killer of people. That's already taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. He killed three non-Jews. When do you stone? When do you stone the animal if he killed a Jew? He kills the Nandu. So I, he hasn't been stoned yet, but I've established he's a killer. It doesn't matter a Jew and Nandu, he's a killer. The fourth one is a Jew. So now you stone him and the owner has to pay. How could you compare? Just because he's an habitual gorer and killer of non-Jews, that doesn't establish or classify him as a habitual gorer and killer of Jews. Jews have extra muzzle. Is watching out for them. They have extra muzzle, alertness, awareness. You know, their muzzle feels and senses things. So, just because he's a habitual gorer for non Jews doesn't make him an habitual gorer for Jews. The animal killed three people who are terminally ill. Even a human being who kills a person who's terminally ill, you don't get the death sentence. So if you kill the person terminally ill, you don't stone the animal. But he's established as an, as a, as an habitual gorer and killer of people. And therefore, the fourth time, the fourth one he, he gored was, a, was someone who's not terminally ill, a perfectly healthy person. And therefore, now you stone him and, and the owner has to pay the atonement. How could you compare? Just because a person kills three people who are terminally ill who are barely alive, that doesn't make him an habitual gore of a person who's healthy. So we're back to square one. How do you end up being an habitual gore? It has to be a habitual gore of three healthy people. And then he comes to the fourth. How do you get to the fourth? The first time he, he, he gored and killed, uh, uh, he killed him, stoned the animal. He killed, but then he ran and hid. He ran into the tunnels. <laughs> he killed, he struck, and then he ran and disappeared. So we couldn't, we couldn't find him to stone him. And then he appears again and kills. So therefore, it's technically possible. That's all good and well. Oh, one second. Talking about a case. When do you put an animal, when do you stone an animal? If there's witnesses. Witnesses who say, we saw him kill, kill a person. But then he had Adam Zayman. Then he had Zayman who cared. Adam said, and said that the first Adam, Adam Zayman. They're false witnesses. Not because what they're saying is false. We don't know. But one thing we do know, they're not in the position to testify. We had a ski trip that time. He was out of the country. It was impossible for him to see what happened. So therefore, we revert. So we, don't, we can't kill the animal. These witnesses have been, have been yeah, discredited. 
Then, after the, it happened three times. So there were three times he killed. Two, three different witnesses came, or witnesses came and said he killed three. And they were discredited, so we don't kill the animal. Then, there comes other witnesses who discredited discreditors. Hey, you guys, how can you say you were skiing on a ski trip? What are you, what are you talking about? We were sitting in the shtibel, and, and uh, what are you talking about? We were... You, so you weren't in the position, you weren't with them. It's not true. So therefore, if you discredited the discreditors, then the original witnesses are now assumed uh, that they're restored back to their innocence. And we believe them. So now we believe them that the, the, this animal killed three times. So therefore, the animal is still alive three times later. And the fourth time, then we stone him and then the, uh, the owner is to pay kaif. That's all good and well. That, in order, in order to establish that the axe is a habitual gore that kills people, it's enough to testify that he gored three times. Stop it, then it all makes sense. If you have to warn the person, it's not enough. That's not enough. It's not enough just to testify that he gored three times. You have to warn the owner. You have to, each time you have to bring the owner to court and tell the judges this owner is not protecting, is, is not keeping an eye out and his gore, and his oxen, his oxen are going out goring and killing people. So that's the case. Michael the Mamer. The owners can say, Lavi Yadaina. Because even though you, they schlepped me to court, these witnesses, but once they were discredited, I didn't take it seriously. So what does it help a fourth time? He did it a fourth time. It's not enough he did it a fourth time. You have to warn me three times. And then the fourth time, warn me, then we, we, then we, we stoned my, my axe. But I didn't take it seriously because, because they were discredited. Witnesses came and discredited this. So I didn't. So I said, uh, never happened. So the fourth time, and now now their their credit is restored. Yeah, but I wasn't warned. I didn't get a warning. I dismissed the whole story. I have to be warned three separate times to get serious. And then if a fourth time it happens, okay, okay, that's it. Enough. Now you have to pay coin. But but so if you paying, but here he wasn't warned three times. The whole thing was discredited, so he dismissed the whole thing. So if it happens a fourth time, he can't pay kaifer. He doesn't pay kaifer. So that. Speaking about answers, for example, we're talking about a case where the witnesses say it's called Amos the Kotel That every time that the axe gored, they're testifying that the owner was there. He knew about it. He didn't hear it from the witnesses. He witnessed it himself. He witnessed it himself. So you can't say, well, I dismissed today, didn't take a service. You were there. You saw right, your axe right, right, right. killing three times. So the witnesses were discredited, so the court dismissed the whole case. Now their credit was restored. That means the owner was there. That was their testimony, and we believe them. So you were there three times. The fourth time, you're going to pay the atonement, the, the, the kaifer. But that explains how they didn't stone him the first time because they were all discredited, and then their credit was restored because their discreditors were discredited. Ravina, Ravina gives a different scenario. The Makidin is Balashev, Makidin Sashur. They recognize the owner of the axe. That one of his axe and gourd. 
but they can't point out which ox. I can't stone the ox. I don't know which ox. All, to me, all oxen look the same. <laughs> I can't identify the ox. So therefore, you couldn't you couldn't stone the ox up until this point. The fourth time, we recognize the ox, and it's the same ox that did the other three times. So therefore, now we stone him, and the owner pays kaf. My Then it's not his fault. How could you hold? Why the fourth time? Why does the owner have to pay the atonement, the money? You can't fault him. He says, you didn't tell me which ox. I have a thousand oxen. I can't watch all a thousand. If you told me one, I'll keep my eye out on him. So you can't hold me responsible. You can't say, well, you were warned three times, the fourth time, says, okay, that's it, you're paying. I didn't know which one to watch. So you can't hold me accountable. What could he have done? My Avalon Mavis. What answer? The Bezin says, Tudor and the Gach, and he's like, Yes, you have to watch all thousand of them. You have a thousand oxen. You know you have a killer in their midst. It's your responsibility to watch every one of them like a hook. And therefore, if you didn't, you're going to pay Kaifer. Says now, mission of miss even after the first time you stone the animal. Thunder when the rabbis learn, it says in Mishpatim, the book of Exodus, that if your ox kills a person and he dies, the person dies, you have to stone the ox. It says, and then the text says, you're not allowed to eat from it, and the owner of the ox is, is clean. Of course, he can't eat from it. If you stone it, you didn't shecht it properly. So, so I, of course I can't eat from it. It's a nevela. There's a nevela. A nevela is sort of achila. Why does it have to tell me after you stone it, not allowed to eat the meat? The pasuk is coming to teach me. What if you went ahead and you slaughtered properly? As soon as he was sentenced to be to be stoned. Before the Bezin had a chance to stone the animal, he went ahead and slaughtered it properly. He's saying, You're not allowed to eat from it. Even though it was kosher, because since the Torah says you have to stone it, I can't eat from it. Mainly, I would think I'm not allowed to eat from it. But I don't know, I can't sell it or benefit from it in any way. Or give it to my dog to feed. But the owner of the animal is clean. My master, how do you learn from me? You can't even benefit from it. He's clean, he walked out clean, he was stripped from all of his possessions. He went bankrupt. Naki means you're clean, you're cleaned out. There's nothing left. So Naki means I'm cleaned out, I, don't, I can't benefit from it, it's, it's, I can't enjoy it. So even if you go ahead and slaughter it, can, not only I can't eat it, they can't even benefit from it. It's doom. It has to be stoned. I can't touch it. I can't benefit from it. How do you know that the Pasuk is coming to teach me that if after the axe was sentenced to be stoned, the owner went ahead and quickly and slaughtered it properly and not allowed to eat from it? Let me say, I can possibly say, argue, if the owner went ahead and slaughtered it after he was sent it, I'm allowed to eat from it. But how do I, then the question remains, why does the Torah have to tell me don't eat from it if it's stoned? Surely I can't eat from it, it's in the Vela. It wasn't slaughtered properly. And saying, 
Maybe the is coming, Le'achel means you're not allowed to benefit from it. That's what is coming. That, that, after, even, that after you stone it, of course I can't eat it. Maybe I can benefit from it. Le'achel means you're not allowed to benefit. Why? How, could, how does Le'achel mean don't benefit? Le'achel means don't need it. Look at the like Rabbavu. Rabbavu said, Rabbavu, said, name Whoever it says in the Torah, don't eat. Either variation, any variation of the word don't eat. is not coming to limit it to the prohibition, it's not limited to not eating. Now, to benefit from, me, from it either. Unless, actually, if I the Torah spells out and says there's an exception, you are allowed to benefit from it. In the case of the Vela, it says over there, it says you're not allowed to eat a carcass of a kosher animal that wasn't slaughtered properly. If it died or was killed any other way, you're not allowed to eat from the animal. Says loy teichlu, but the Torah says leger benesina It says you should give it to the convert and you should sell it to the non-Jew. So you see that the Torah has to tell me that I'm allowed to benefit from it. I can sell it. I can make money on it. I can't eat it. I don't have to throw it out in the garbage. It's not worthless to me. It has a value. I can sell it to the guy. We'll eat it happily. He doesn't, he doesn't need shechita. He doesn't need kosher meat. So, the, so you see, the Torah has to spell it out. Why does the Torah have to spell it out? Why would I think otherwise? The Torah just says, don't eat it. It doesn't say, don't benefit from it. Once. Yeah, the yeah. says three times, don't benefit, don't eat. By, by uh, milk and, milk and right, meat. Right, right. Milk and meat. That's right. Yeah, right. So why, why in the world would I think I'm not allowed? It says, don't eat. It doesn't say it. So the fact that the Torah has to spell out and say, that I'm allowed to give it as a gift and I'm allowed to sell it and make money off it. You can't eat it, but I can benefit from it. That means without the Torah making that exception, it says like Torah means don't eat it, don't benefit from it. So therefore, when it says over here, it means after you stone this animal, the gourd, and kill the person, you have to stone it. After you stone it, like Torah means, of course you can't eat it. It's available. It means don't even benefit. So I'm eating my answers. Hani Mili, when do we when did Rabavua say that Layacha means don't eat and don't benefit Echad Nafak Israhila is a norm Mikramalayh? It's only if you learn from the same Pasak, the prohibition of eating and the prohibition of benefit. But since the Taita has to tell me you're not allowed to eat from it. So the Taita includes the Taita is very cryptic. The Taita includes in one expression don't eat and don't 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 benefit. Allah over here by this by the axe that gores and kills a person and you stone the axe, the Israel Misaki. How do I know you're not allowed to eat it? Taylor doesn't say don't eat. Taylor says, even with the Taylor doesn't say anything, I know you don't eat. Because it's stone. It's a novella, it's a carcass. It wasn't slaughtered properly. So I don't need the Taylor doesn't have to tell me don't eat. In this case, if the Taylor wants to tell me don't benefit, say it clearly. If the Torah has to tell me don't eat, I wouldn't know don't eat unless the Torah tells me don't eat. So the Torah includes one thing, don't eat, because eating also includes any, any benefit will ultimately lead to eating. You sell it, you make money, what do you do with the money? You're going to go to the restaurant and eat. So don't, you're not allowed to, anything that will lead you to eat from this uh, pro- prohibited uh, uh, food item, you're not allowed. That makes sense. But here, the Torah, to eat, not to eat, I don't need a pus. It says you stone it. So automatically I know I can't eat. So, if the, so, so how do I know you're not allowed to benefit from it? If the potato is only coming to teach me benefit, say it openly. Don't, don't tell me don't eat. What do you tell me don't eat? I already know you don't, you're not eating. You can't eat. Say clearly, don't benefit. 
Don't benefit. Clear. Speak clearly. Here, the Taita is cryptic. The Taita is saving economical in every word. Since I have to tell you don't eat, I wouldn't know you're not allowed to eat unless the Taita tells me. Like a nevela, carcass. I wouldn't know. So the Taita has to say, or, or other cases like chametz, the Taita has to tell me don't eat. I wouldn't know you're not allowed to eat chametz. Don't eat. So the Taita is one word that tells me the whole story. Don't eat and don't benefit. It means don't eat and don't benefit. Any benefit that will lead to eating, don't. But here, I don't need a pastor to tell me don't eat. I know it automatically from stoning. So if the Taita is trying to tell me, just trying to tell me, don't benefit, speak clearly. Lo Yohana, don't benefit. What are you telling me don't eat? So therefore, therefore, he's correct. That's why he says, that's why he said, Isis says it's coming to teach me that if you slaughter it after, if you slaughter it after, you're not allowed to eat from it. Mm-hmm. even though it was slaughtered properly. Once the animal was sentenced to death, that's it. that's it. I can't even... So even if you go quickly and you slaughter it, I can't eat from it. So this answers your question. You ask, maybe if you go ahead and slaughter it, you are allowed to. Taylor's just telling me that if you stoned it, after you stoned it, you're not allowed to. Of course you can't eat, but maybe you can benefit from it. Like Rabbi means don't benefit. He says, no, you can't say that. Because... Because in this case, it doesn't make sense to say it, express it in the way of saying, don't eat. You should have said it clearly. So therefore, we must say, the pastor is coming to teach me that even after it was sentenced to death, and it wasn't stoned, it was slaughtered properly, I'm not allowed to eat from it. And then he adds, I'm not allowed to even benefit from it. That's makes sense, according to you. But why does it say, Esbesari? So the Afghavdav became Basar the Shach the Asr. See, after Espasari means even though it's like meat, it was done properly. It wasn't stoned. Before the court sentenced the animal to be stoned, before they had a chance to carry out the sentence. Espasari, he, he slaughtered it properly. Nevertheless, they were saying, I can't eat from it. Masur Mazutra, Mazutra asked, Amos, Hanimili, let's say that this prohibition, we continue on side B, 41B. Hecha the badik the the badik tzur. He took a sharp stone, and he made sure he checked. He checked that the stone is a kosher implement of slaughtering, and v'shachabay, and he went and slaughtered it. So therefore, we say it's prohibited the avdekain skila because it's like stoning. It's like with a stone. He slaughtered it with a stone. Avleich v'shachabay v'shachabay if he slaughtered it with a knife, maybe light. Maybe the prohibition, you're right, but maybe the prohibition is only if he slaughtered it like stoning. He used the stone. But if there's no stone involved, maybe then Torah says, I'm allowed to eat from it. So Amri, the, the yeshiva students answered, does it say anywhere stone? He doesn't say stone. He says, don't eat. If he slaughtered, don't eat. doesn't make any distinction. By the way, where, where does it say that you have to slaughter with a knife? You can slaughter anything. Right. What, what, what difference does it make? Are you making differentiations of knife or stone? When he says, don't eat, even if it was slaughtered properly, it means anything, any way it was slaughtered. But now we learn clearly in the mission in Chulin, if a person slaughters with a scythe or bitsur with a sharp stone, or with a with a sharp stick of wood, that he sharpened, sharpened. It's a kosher shrit. It's a kosher shrit. 
Therefore, you can't make any distinctions. What's the, what's the, what's the, why is a knife superior to the stone, to anything else? Oh, but now that you say, wait a minute, now he's asking a question. According to Rabbi Vuh, it's a good question. Now Rabbi Vuh said, whenever it says, it means don't eat and don't benefit. And you establish, we need the Pasuk to teach me that if you slaughter the, the, the goring animal, the killer, if you slaughtered it before he was stoned, before he had a chance to carry out the sentence, and the Torah is telling me I'm not allowed to eat. So eating includes I'm not allowed to benefit. Is that always new? That's what Rabbi Vua says, unless the Torah spells it out. So Balashred and why do I need Balashred and Naki? Tell me he's, he's clean. He, he's clean from his. Uh, he's cleaned out. <laughs> There's nothing left. He can't benefit. But answers I need the pasuk Not only am I allowed to benefit from the meat, I can't even benefit from the hide of this ox. The Zag, I would think, Besadri would also be done. And the Tater says, don't eat the meat. Light, lo yachal, is Besadri. So Besadri, the whole prohibition is only only Besadri. The meat. So I can't eat and I can't benefit. But the hide, the skin, maybe I could benefit. That's why Kamashan says, Oh, I'm lucky you walk away, you're clean. <laughs> you were clean, your pockets were clean. You don't get a dime, you don't get a, a cent of benefit mm-hmm. from this whole whole story. Not from the high, not from anything. Those Tanoim who use the Balasher Naki for something else entirely, as we is going to bring soon. Where do we know, indeed, that you're not allowed to benefit even from the hide? They would learn it out from the word es besari. Es. It's a tough little besari. He should have said besari. Don't eat the meat. What S? S means and the meat. And the meat secondary, secondary to the meat, which is the skin. That says we learned it out from Balashar Naki. Why doesn't he learn it from S? It says S He says he can't you uh, can't expound from an extra S. You're gonna learn a whole halacha that he can't eat, he can't benefit from the meat. Like we learn, Shimon I'm saying I'm Shimon I'm Every S in the Torah, he expounded and he taught us what it comes to teach us. Which I wouldn't know without the S. We should fear Hashem. He didn't know. He didn't know what to add. What do you mean? He can't fear anyone besides Hashem. Therefore, Pirish. See, therefore, he says, you know what? He's an honest person. He says, obviously, it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Obviously, can't add anything to Hashem. The only one you fear is Hashem. Don't be afraid of anything but Hashem. So everything I expounded, the whole entire Torah, I said that every S comes to teach me something, I, I take it back, I retract it. Obviously not. It's not true. <laughs> because if it's true, it has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Peter. His student says, Rabbi, what are you going to do with everything you expounded? You have a whole volumes and volumes, a whole, a whole thesis. What's going to happen? Just like I receive reward for expounding, I'm also, now I'm going to receive reward from retracting, saying that I was wrong. 
It's also part of learning. I made a mistake. says and says, "No, Rav Shimon, you didn't make a mistake." Limit he says, from this also comes to add something. You have to have fear of Tamid Chachamim. Just like it says, Hashem, it says in Ethics of Our Fathers, the fear of your teacher has to be the same as the fear of Hashem. And those who, who went against Moshe Rabbeinu, the student says, kill them, just like they went against, as if they rebelled against Hashem. But there's, there's those who... So therefore, everything of Shimon ben Tamani I'm saying taught was correct. As every yes, consistently, comes to add. Even as Hashem Kehtira is also... Say, there's only but Hashem. So there's nothing else exists. No, the Torah scholar, the, 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 your teacher, is a master. His whole being is egolessness. His whole being is, I don't exist. All that exists is Hashem. Mm-hmm. So by fearing your teacher, it's not like, oh, well, what do you mean? I believe in God and I believe in the human being. No, his whole, his whole, he represents the reality. There is nothing besides Hashem. His whole life is egolessness. So therefore, you have to be afraid of him also. By being afraid of him, you're being afraid of Hashem. That is one and the same. Inseparable. Those who expounded, Hashem al-Kechatira, the rabbis, Tamil al-Kecham, even Torah scholars also have to fear God. <laughs> Sometimes they get so arrogant, carried away with their brilliance, that they forget simple you have to be in awe of Hashem, you have to behave, you have to be humble. Come the rabbi, and the rabbis learn the Balashem Naki. Abelazim and Naki, Mechazakev. This is what he said. The Tanoim will learn Balashem Naki to teach us something else. Not that he's clean from his possession, from, from this animal. Abelazim and Naki, Mechazakev. Meaning, you don't say well the first three times, like a tam. A mood, you pay full damages the first three times. You pay half the damages. Maybe with the kaifa, the same. Yes, he's put to death the first time, and the second time, it is the second time, or the third time, it is the third time. And there's no kaifa, but maybe you should pay. There's no full kaifa, maybe it should be half a kaifa. He's, he's clean, he doesn't have to pay a dime. Only the fourth time do we introduce this whole concept of kaifa. Amalei Rabbi Kiva said, Rabbi even the 50% that he pays, you don't pay from your possession. The owner doesn't pay from his possession. He pays from, from the animal. And the maximum he, he pays is the maximum value of the animal. So how can, how can you obligate him in paying half a koi It's much more than an animal. The worth of a person. Even half of a worth, a quarter of a worth, an eighth of a worth, a tenth of a worth. It's a lot more, a lot more valuable than an animal. So it's not possible. What do you pay half from the animal? Also, the Baal Shred, but but even more than that, the Baal Shred tells the owner of the ox, tells, tells the damagee. Anyway, we worked it out. It seems like. In other words, since we stoned the animal, now it's worthless. What's the animal worth? Mm-hmm. It's worthless. You can't benefit from it. You can't, you, it's worth, it has zero value once you stone it. And you can't be able to eat, you can't benefit it, even from the skin, the hide. So it's worthless. So you only get paid. What do you mean you should get paid koifer? You only get paid koifer from the animal. If the animal is killed and stoned, and you can't eat and benefit from it, so there's nothing to collect from. So why do I need a pasuk to tell me 
that the Balashar Naki is clean, he doesn't have to pay half a kaifer. Why would he even think he pay half a kaifer? Of course, even without the puzzle, there's nothing to collect from. Do you think you have such little low regard for me? You think I couldn't figure this out? You think I'm talking about a case where the animal gets stoned? And that's why and I'm saying in such a case the Pasuk has to teach me that the owner of the goring cow, the killing cow, doesn't have to pay half a kaifer? Obviously, your question is so obvious. If he, if he killed someone, I mean, if we're killing the animal, the animal's worthless. There's not a dime to collect. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a case. What if a case where there are no two witnesses? He can't put the animal to death. Why can't he put the animal to death? Because the owner just came, he came and confessed. He said. Or one witness. So in such a case, we say, you, don't, you can't stone the animal. But nevertheless, maybe you should pay half a kaifer. The owner says, and my, my, he comes clean, confesses, he comes clean, he says, my animal killed. Mm-hmm. So you need a half a kaifer. That's why I need a pasach. The first three times you don't pay anything. It was, Rabbi Lezer was almost insulted. Rabbi please give me a little more credit. <laughs> you think, I think, I think, I, I couldn't figure out this simple question that you have. You obviously, I'm, I'm not talking about it in such a case. How could, how could they understand Abelaz's answer? If the owner comes clean, then of course he doesn't pay. If he came clean with, a, with the first three times, if the animal gored another animal, and you have to pay half. You only have to pay half of his witnesses. It's a knas, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. If he comes clean and he confesses, you don't pay a dime. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about a case where he comes clean and he confesses, he comes to court and says, my axe killed the person. Why would I think? Of course, he came clean. There's no penalty of a half a kaifer. So why do we need a pasuk to tell me that he doesn't pay half a kaifer? Of course, he doesn't pay half a kaifer. He doesn't pay a dime. He came clean. What answers? Because kasavar kufar kapod blessed holds atonement is not a penalty. It's an atonement that you need. So it doesn't matter what difference does it make. You came clean. You confessed. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, you must be charged. You must pay half. That's why the pasuk comes to teach me about Shri Naki. The owner of the axe doesn't have to pay a dime. I need to learn a different brayso. I'm learning a lesson. A lesson responded to Rakiva a little differently. Rakiva, Rakiva, kachan yivenechera shedini b'dash chayim misa. Do you think I'm talking about a case where the animal is stolen, the animal is put to death? I think the animal is put to death. Endini ella. I'm talking about a case with the animal. The animal intended to kill another animal. By mistake, he killed a person. Or, he tried to kill a non-Jew. And he killed a Jew. Or, he tried to kill a nephil, A nephil that can't survive. And he killed a child that, 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 that's viable. In all of these cases, you don't kill the animal. You only kill the animal if he kills a viable child or a Jew viable and if his intention was to kill if it was a mistake an accident so in such a case since you don't stone the animal but nevertheless your animal killed the person so maybe you need 
yes, the animal intended to kill an animal, he killed, he killed the person. Maybe you have to pay half a kaifer. That's why, that's why he comes to say, that's why I need a pasuk to tell me, Malshay Naki doesn't pay a dime. Your mother has, hey, Amalei Beresh, which, he gave him both answers, they're both good answers, but which one, which was the first answer of Lazar Akiva? First, he gave him the, the second price as the first answer. The owner testified on himself, or, or one witness. Have you seen the video? Yeah. So, so, what's the argument? So, Baal, the argument is as follows. It's comparable to a trapper who captured fish. When he finds a big fish, he takes it. When he finds afterwards small fish, he takes also the small fish. In other words, He's comparing it to a trapper. The first thing you capture is the big fish. Then, after you capture the big fish, I'm, I'm, I'm going after the small fish. In other words, which answer you come first? First comes the strong answer. The second answer is much stronger. Mm-hmm. Because you, there's no way to respond. If the animal tried to kill, but he tried to kill an animal, instead he killed a person. That, that's a much more powerful answer, a much better answer than the second one he came up with. That when the owner came clean, because because there it's not simple. There you can ask a question. If you come clean, you shouldn't pay anything. You come clean if it's a penalty, and the many you say the kaifer is a penalty. So you have to say Rabbi says it's not a penalty. So it's, it's problematic. It's not as a clean cut answer as the other answer. The other answer is that um, he he um, he intended to kill. So he doesn't get stoned because he intended to kill an animal, but you need kaifa, you need a payment. And there were witnesses. There's no, there's no confession here. So according to everyone, you, would, you should pay half a kaifa. So I need the public to teach me. That's, why, that's his opinion. We're continuing in 42. First answer was the first price. Yeah, he intended to kill a person, the first Bryce. But he said that he came clean, or there was one witness. Then he said the second Bryce, because he holds, Marshall, the parable is a tzayad, a trapper, first he traps, he, he's collecting fish, right? He's fishing. If he finds small fish, he'll take it, whatever he can get. But then, when he catches a big fish, he throws out the small fish. He doesn't waste time with the small fish. He, he, and he, he focuses on the big fish. So to, in the beginning, he answered his first answer. That he confessed. But then there was a question. If he confesses, he shouldn't pay anything. I don't need a pasuk to tell me. So that's where he came up with a better fish, a better answer. We continued. Everyone have a good chayzer and happy chanukah.